how are you? I hope you're well. I'm so excited about today's interview with the incredible Kaylee June. Kaylee is a fashion photographer who is based in Melbourne, Australia. I discovered her a couple years ago actually through YouTube. She has an incredible YouTube channel full of fashion photography tutorials, retouching tutorials, talking about all sorts of things about the business of fashion photography, the struggles she goes through, uh, her travel shoots, loads and loads more. So I really encourage you to go and have a look at her YouTube channel. Um, I will link to it in the show notes, so don't worry, you won't have to go and scramble around looking for it. Um, In our chat today, we talk all about loads and loads of stuff, but mainly going full-time as a fashion photographer because Kaylee recently went full-time so we talk all about the process she went through to get to that point and all the advice she has for other photographers who are hoping to one day go full-time with their fashion photography career as well. We also talk about how to produce photo shoots whilst traveling. Kaylee is really avid in her travel. She loves to travel and whenever she travels she tends to do photo shoots which she shares on her YouTube channel. So um, I do encourage you to listen to that if you are interested in traveling and shooting. That's really really helpful. And we also talk about getting started in studio photography. Um, So if you've never shot in studio before Kaylee has loads of advice on how to get started with that. And there's loads of other stuff as well in there that I won't go into detail. I'm just going to let you listen to the interview and enjoy and learn from Kaylee. I hope you like the interview. Hi, how are you going? I'm good, how are you? Good, I'm very good. Good. Um, So to get us started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am a fashion photographer based in Melbourne and I have been doing fashion photography for around... 10 years in total, although about six years professionally. Mm-hmm. So since I was 15, so that's actually longer than 10 years. I'm getting really old now, but <laughs> um, yeah, so fashion photography has been my passion for a really long time and I uh, just started freelancing full-time this year, so Amazing. after a very long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really just very stoked and very grateful to be in that position at the moment and yeah, very happy to be on this podcast. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to have you. I have been loving your YouTube channel for a really long time. Oh, um, you've taught you. me a lot about like editing. Oh, and really? Just, yeah, you have. You genuinely have. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So I love your YouTube channel and I'm sure that everyone who's listening or watching live right now will um, go yeah. and look you up and watch your videos because you are amazing. Oh. Oh, thank you so much. It's good to know that the videos are actually getting through to people. Oh, yeah, they they genuinely do. Um, How did you get into fashion photography? So I eventually, actually, originally, I didn't really like fashion that much, funnily enough. Um, Being a 15-year-old kid, I really didn't like fashion. I wasn't into it. Uh, When I found photography and found my love for photography, it was definitely more uh, travel related because I I really love traveling. Mm -hmm. And I actually did a lot of landscapes and that sort of thing. So I didn't even photograph people originally. And then I steadily sort of got into it and it was through DeviantArt actually. (laughs) Don't know if anyone remembers that. Oh yeah. (laughs) So I got started on there and I actually just pretty much saw so many different people from around the world, a lot of younger people, especially like my age that were doing um, 
these beautiful fashion photographs and, and I found it to just be so creative mm-hmm. and I think that's why in the end I chose to go with fashion photography and pursue that because there's just so many, like there's no limits with it, which is what I love. Yeah. Um, and I love just, yeah, unlimited creativity really. That's what got me into it. Cool. It's funny. Yeah. It's really similar to how I got into it too because I yeah I was on Flickr. So I was like... Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. remember too. <laughs> yeah, so we were all on Flickr and that's how I got started. I think we're about the same age. I'm 26. Yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah so similar so age. Similar. So it, like would have gone, gone into it at the same time. And I think it yeah. was a, like there's that sort of big boost of online photography and we were it was like 2007 2008 and everyone was oh my gosh so excited about it yeah yeah it was like it was such a big time I feel like it's had a bit of a resurgence recently but it's like a different kind of photography that's really popular um like back then it was very I feel like it was very conceptual in a lot of the different images and heavily edited you know you couldn't go past the um different Photoshop actions and that, you know, like I used to just edit my photos to, to, to crap pretty much Yeah, know, <laughs> in like Photoshop. All the compositing and stuff and like adding in yeah. objects that weren't there or like make-believe stuff, yeah. which is so cool. And I loved it, but I was never very yeah. good at it and I'm just not like creatively minded like that. So whenever I... I feel like I was so much ready back then <laughs> <laughs> than what I am now. I know, but, but it was um... a good time. It was a good time and it got us into it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, very yeah. true. So tell us about your journey into being full-time because I know that you just mentioned that you've just gone full-time as a freelance photographer, which yeah. is amazing. Congratulations. Um, Thank you so much. Thank what you. was your journey like to get to that point? Um, a very hard one, actually. <laughs> very long and very hard one. Um, I think when I was much younger, I sort of had this misconception that doing fashion photography would mean that I would be able to do it freelance quite easily and that I would be able to get lots of money from doing it and that it would be easy. I I don't know. I just had this um, vision in my head of what I was going to be doing and and it was just nothing. It turned out nothing like that. I think especially being in a country where the fashion industry is not – it's pretty small comparatively to, say, Europe – yeah. or America and uh, trying to crack into it, it was very very difficult and I think I just consistently felt like I wasn't pushing hard enough and I, I wasn't being taken seriously because of that mm-hmm. so it's been a very long time coming and I, I really didn't know what I was doing for a very long time I just didn't know how to crack into the industry and it's not until very recently that I've sort of found ways to to kind of make my living from fashion photography which is I know it's kind of sad that it's taken such a long time, but at the same point, I don't regret doing anything that I've done so far because it's gotten me to this point and I'm just so grateful for it. And what did you discover that kind of was that unlock and that key for you to kind of start getting that work that you wanted so desperately to get? Yeah, so uh, earlier this year, it was kind of like, it wasn't so much an opportunity as it was just sort of like the realization because I'd been through so many different full-time jobs before part-time jobs. Oh my gosh. Like any job under the sun, you could pretty much name and I've done it. Um, and I always did photography on the side Mm -hmm. and, uh, I moved back to Melbourne early this year, about midway through the year because I came back from traveling and I got this job with a, a pretty big fashion company in Melbourne as a retoucher and it was a full-time job. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved 
the company. I loved everything, but I was still unhappy in the job. And I think I was just so upset that I couldn't push myself. You know, I went straight back into a full-time job because it was comfortable and I knew that I was going to be getting consistent income. Mm -hmm. And I just came to the realization and I had a job offered to me that I couldn't take because I was working full-time and it was really such a great job offer and I was just beating myself up about it. So I ended up having a chat to my boss and she was like, look, you need to do what you need to do. Amazing. And, um, yeah, I've actually ended up freelancing for them ever since. So I actually left my full-time role there and then became a freelancer with them and that was kind of what kicked me off to doing it full-time, which is great. That's fab. That's so good. So what advice do you have for people who might be in a similar position to what you were in um, who want to go full-time but don't really know how to make that step? Yeah, so it's a very difficult one, Um, but... I'd say you really have to follow your intuition with it a lot of the time. I think there's always going to be people that tell you that you shouldn't do it, that you shouldn't become a freelancer, that you shouldn't quit your job, that you shouldn't do all of those things because, and a lot of the time it comes from your parents and it's kind of like, and they, it's coming out of a place of, um, you know, love, of course, but sometimes I think you just need to take the leap. And I think what really helps is just motivating motivating yourself yeah because um without the motivation you'd really you can fall flat and it's happened to me before yeah so um yeah it's just um it's it's a very hard thing to do but I just just definitely recommend to um really try and motivate yourself always always yeah that's really good advice how do you think people can get motivated um, I think the best way to get motivated is to always find things that inspire you. Mm. So this is always a really difficult thing as a creative because it's sometimes you're just in a creative rut and you don't feel like doing photography. Sometimes it's yeah. just kind of how it is. And I know for me, that's how it is. Sometimes there's some weeks where I don't want to pick up my camera. Yeah. And I think in the end, it's just all about finding out what really attracted you to doing photography originally Mm -hmm. and for me it was the creativity and the unlimited creativity that I had with fashion and meeting people is really has really become like part of what I love about it as well meeting so many different people and forming teams forming, forming creative teams and just finding that inspiration looking at imagery that you find really beautiful or inspiring always helps me and um traveling especially as well because I feel like when you're doing things that you like to do as well, you feel more inspired to go back to your hobbies and your your passions. Yeah, totally. I, and one of your big passions is travel, isn't it? So Yes, and you, <laughs> definitely. And you seem to travel a lot, which is amazing. But yeah. you also shoot a lot on these travel, like on these trips that you do. How do you set up those shoots? So I mainly just contact the agencies from each country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I go to and usually that just starts off with an email that I'll send uh, probably about maybe a couple of weeks before I, I start traveling to that country mm-hmm. and I'll just be basically putting in the email something along the lines of uh, would you mind if I photographed a few of the girls at your agency who are available for testing or are there any girls who are available for testing just something along that line yeah. 
uh, of things and usually they do respond. I, I found um, sometimes it's a lot easier than Australia because overseas is, tends to be a lot more modeling agencies mm -hmm. in different countries. So um, usually I've had pretty good luck with it. So I definitely recommend for anyone that wants to do that to, to definitely give it a go. And do you work with a team while you're out there or is it just you and the model? Like how do you go about making those shoots look amazing? Because they always do. So I'm just curious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, most of the time, actually this year, when I went on my big trip at the beginning of the year, it was a very fast paced trip. So, uh, to take the stress off myself, because I have been doing a 52 week project where I've been doing 52 test shoots throughout the year. Um, I, to take the stress off when I was overseas, I, I didn't have creative teams cause I, it was going to be a lot for me to organize each week. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I usually just contacted the agency and then just got the models to put their own makeup on and bring their own clothes along. Mm -hmm. And then, and that way it was just easier for me to organize one person over like three or four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but other times where I've traveled, like recently I went to Singapore and I had a makeup artist on board for that particular shoot. And then other times I've had makeup artists and hairstylists on board overseas. And it's, and it's really fun to do that too, because you get to make a lot of contacts that way, which is great. Yeah, that's amazing. And these are all just to clarify, these are all just test shoots that you go and like you do on your own back. Yes. They're like creative projects, they're fun. Um, and I yes. think they're so important to do. Like I'm starting to travel more as well and starting to go out and I want to make a point yeah. of every time I'm somewhere to just do something for fun and, and put yourself in a different sort of location because I'm super inspired yes. by the environment that I'm in. So yes. getting to shoot in all these amazing different places like that we're lucky enough to explore, it seems silly yeah. to not make the most of it and like shoot something amazing while we're there. Absolutely. It's, uh, I can't even express, especially if you're very much into location photography, mm. if anyone's into that specifically, I find that if I'm in a different country, if I'm in a different city, all I want to do is go and shoot mm -hmm. because it's, it's so inspiring to be somewhere completely new and not know the area and get to explore. And it's, it kind of always leaves a really nice memory in each of the places that I've been to where I've done photo shoots. Mm -hmm. And um, particularly in Japan recently, when I went there, um, I did a night photo shoot there, which is not something that I usually do. I love those um, shots. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, I did it with uh, my friend Jessica Kobesi. And it was just like such a nice memory to have of wandering around the streets of Tokyo at night and yeah. photographing it was it was a bit of a moment <laughs> yeah although it can be like if your partner or whoever you're traveling with is not a photographer or not into photography at all they're always like but why do you have to work now we're on holiday and I'm like <laughs> because I'm inspired <laughs> because I'm a photographer and and that's the thing like you just always have to be thinking of new things and, and thinking of creating new shoots and um, luckily my, my partner is a photographer so he understands to an extent um, <laughs> but yeah it's it's something that's kind of hard when you're traveling with other people you try not to like step on anyone's toes with yeah. it or um, it was hard because we were in a group of five people earlier this year in, in Japan and Korea so that was a bit difficult but <laughs> we got through it. You make it work you make it work. We did, yeah. And I've noticed recently that you're getting more and more like into studio photography, which is amazing. I love shooting in studio myself as much as I love yeah. shooting on, lo on location. Um, what tips yes. do you have for photographers who might be a little bit scared of getting into the studio and want to start, but they don't know where to start? What would you be your advice for that? Um, so I was definitely one of those photographers for a very long time. Mm -hmm. 
and I was really really worried about getting into studio there's just something very intimidating about it to me and every time I stepped in in a studio I'd feel very overwhelmed and seeing so many different lighting modifiers that I didn't know how to use I didn't know what they did yeah. <laughs> um, it was like for me starting photography from scratch even though I'd already been doing it for like six or seven years at that point mm. so it was very intimidating but I really pushed myself to start doing it because the more people I talked to and the more magazines that I've read and editorials I looked at and campaigns, the more I realized that quite a lot of the money from the fashion industry is in doing studio photography. Mm. And although location photography is one of my first loves and it always will be, it is not always something that will be put in an editorial or a campaign. And a lot of those are shot uh, in studio. Mm -hmm. So I think I just needed to really uh, make my portfolio more versatile. So mm -hmm. I really pushed myself to slowly but surely just start with like a, a home studio. Yeah. Um, so I, I just had like one in my garage from when I was living with my parents quite a few years ago and just used a white sheet. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, like I've said this before, I probably wouldn't put those photos in my portfolio now, but it's such a good starting point because it really gets you to work with artificial light and uh, gets you to know how to shape it more yeah. and and slowly you do find yourself becoming more familiar with studio aspects and and now I feel like I can walk into a studio and I feel more confident and I sort of know what I'm doing yeah <laughs> which definitely. is nice yeah that's amazing and I I'm a big advocate of like you don't need masses amounts of kit or you don't need to no, be this no. photographer who shoots with seven lights to make an amazing photo because sometimes oh <laughs> sometimes it is just a window like I've taken some of my it most is, favorite yeah. shots recently with just a white backdrop in front of a Absolutely. window and it looks gorgeous so yeah. I think that a lot of people feel intimidated but you don't need to be I think the best thing that anyone can do is to just get into a studio or get a room in the house and just play around like just see what works yes. definitely um I have been doing quite a few photo shoots lately at my apartment so yeah. I I just do that in my spare room and I have a little setup that I have in there at the moment and it's mainly for beauty photography because mm. I feel like it's a lot easier to shoot in a smaller space when you're up close. Definitely. Um, it's a little bit harder to shoot further away. Um, not too many full body shots in there that I've gotten so far. Yeah. Uh, but it's got really good light. And as long as you've kind of got a nice big window, I, I like to incorporate a bit of both uh, when it comes to natural light and studio light. Yeah. Um, and I always think it looks quite effective. So, yeah, I just, I just set it up in my spare room a lot of the time. It saves me three four hundred dollars a day in studio hire oh my god if you can like I, I know quite a lot of big hot top professional photographers who would much rather use their own home and 100%. shoot their editorials there than they would rent a massive studio and I know that the clients tend to love it because they get to save on studio yeah. fees it's a much more like relaxed environment because you're just in someone's it home is. I've shot a lot of my 100%. work just at home and it's so nice because I just get to be in my house and everyone gets to have yeah. tea and there's no like worry about oh can you, where's the toilet <laughs> you feel comfortable and, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's no it's really nice because I think you're just already so familiar with that space too and yeah uh, it comes across in your work a lot of the time and if a client sees your work mm. and they want that same effect then 
I guess in your own studio, in your own home, you're going to know how to get that light and it's not going to be trying to recreate it in some foreign area or studio. Definitely. (laughs) So it's really good like that. And have you ever rented like actual studio spaces? Because I do think that equally as good as it is to what to know that you can make something amazing in your home it's also quite a nice thing to know that okay I can if I've got a really big job coming up like a new commerce (laughs) shoot I've got to do walk into an actual studio and and know what I'm doing so do you do that as well yeah because it's actually quite intimidating um like I said before when when you've never been into a big studio before and then you walk in for the first time and you're like oh my god (laughs) um so yeah, I, I do quite often hire studios still. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found myself doing more and more beauty at home and then sort of sticking to hiring studios for full body fashion yeah. or all that sort of thing. So I definitely do because I, I feel like it kind of helps me overcome my fear of studio in the end. And yeah. and that's like the thing is a lot of clients will, will book out a studio and I think you have to be comfortable in that environment too and um, – sort of know roughly what you're doing like you said you don't need to use seven lights um and you can make it really simple in a bigger studio as well you can stick to two lights or three lights um or even just one with a reflector like Mm -hmm. depending on what you're after but it's um yeah it's definitely something that I find myself having to do quite often especially when I go back to Sydney to do a lot of uh studio shoots and things like that as well Mm. and where did you learn your lighting like did you just literally pick it up by playing or did you do some research or where did you go I've done a little bit of research online. I think it always helps to look at your favorite photographers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> always, and um, particularly photographers that do blogging and and like podcasts, of course, mm-hmm. they're always really helpful. So yeah, I've just done a little bit of research over the years, and I'd say the majority of what I've learned though is just picking it up and doing it myself. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to learn is to just do it as, as scary as it might be sometimes, just to pick up the lighting and start working with it. Yeah, that's what I always say as well. You can only really learn by doing. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so I've got a few more like random, well, not they're not random, but like quick fire questions because they're things mm-hmm. that I know that most people are really curious about, including myself. Um, so yes. I'm just going to wire these off. So what's your favorite camera? Um, my favorite camera is the one that I have currently. <laughs> so Canon 5D Mark IV. Amazing. Uh, I've recently upgraded from the Mark II because I had the Mark II for about eight or nine years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, really sort of waited until I pushed it to its limits yeah. uh, to upgrade. But yeah, I'm absolutely loving the Mark IV at the moment. Although, and some people might kill me for saying this. I'm I'm very much a fan of the Sony's at the moment. The A7R three. Everyone is saying that they are liking the uh, Sony. I know. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Is it? I've not actually used it. Um, I because I shoot on Nikon and I'm yeah. happy. But Nikon have just released their own mirrorless as well. I've um, heard that's actually quite good. I have heard as very well. good things. Yeah, I've got a yeah. friend who uses it and she's um, a Nikon ambassador and she got to like try it out early um, and she was nice. saying, I know, and she was saying how good it is. So, yep, but the price tag is not yeah. so nice. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> My partner's actually going to be, because he, he used uh, Nikon for a very long time and he's going to be switching to Sony. Amazing. Um, but I think this new release from Nikon has been like a bit of a turning point as well. He's like, ooh, what's this? I know. And then you can still <laughs> so, use all your lenses. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think mirrorless is definitely, I mean, they're really at the top of the game right now with that. And I would actually love to have a separate kit for travel with just mirrorless because it's half the weight. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It'd be great. Yeah. And speaking of lenses I mentioned, what's your favorite lens to shoot with? My favorite lens has actually just taken a bit of a turn. (laughs) Um, I think it always used to be my 85 millimeter uh, f1.2, the L series from Canon. I I loved that lens for a very long time, although I don't find myself using it as much these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say though, I, I've actually used the 100 millimeter oh, f2.8 right. and I used that for the first time yesterday in a beauty shoot. I actually hired it because I was testing it out before I go ahead and potentially purchase it. Yeah. And I loved it. (laughs) I don't know if I can go back to any other lens now for for beauty. I'm like, I'm hooked on that lens. So it's it's becoming one of my new favorites. I got to use, because I don't actually have an 85 mil myself. I've got a 50 mil and I've got a a 24 to 70, which is really Mm -hmm. good. But I shot a campaign about maybe a month ago now and I rented an 85 mil for that. And it's just a dream. They're so beautiful, aren't they? Oh my gosh. I know. I wish I wish I would have more use for it at the moment, but because I've been so into beauty, mm-hmm. it doesn't always it doesn't quite work for my setup at home. Mm-hmm. Um because I've got quite a small area and it's yeah, it's just not really what, what I'm used to using as of late, but the mm-hmm. blur that it does create as well in a portrait photograph, it's just yeah. oh so beautiful so nice I haven't tried in 100 mil but I have the 70 to 200 mil and I do Ooh, like that that's a nice. lot. <laughs> it's just so heavy yeah it is oh my gosh I used to I remember back in the day when I was doing weddings and and doing assisting on weddings and things like that I'd have to carry one of those around oh. for the whole day and oh that creates back pain <laughs> I actually got tendonitis from using one once oh my god that's how heavy yeah, it is it's dangerous <laughs> Um, oh what is your favorite time of day to shoot? Oh, this is an interesting one, actually. I, I would love to say golden hour, mm-hmm. uh, either morning or, or night, because that's obviously the most beautiful time of day with, with light a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but I actually quite enjoy shooting midday. Do you? I do too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just kind of like it. I don't know. I think for maybe as fashion photographers, I think the harsh light tends to give a bit of an edge to a lot of photographs. Uh-huh. And I think that's what I like about it. I think that's why I like shooting midday sometimes because it's, you know, it creates very harsh shadows and a lot of people don't like that, which I can totally understand why. But I think it's sort of a bit more of a challenge and it yeah. gets you to work with the light a bit more. So I, I actually don't mind that time of day. That's cool. Oh, I like that. I, I love both as well. Depends, I think, on the mood you want to go for, like you just said. But Definitely, it's, yeah. good to, it's good to be able to do all days, all, like, all times of yes. the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Who is your favourite photographer? Oh, this is also one that's changed many times. Mm. It's so hard to pinpoint because there's just so many amazing photographers out there. Um. I am going to absolutely butcher her name. She's a Singaporean photographer. Mm-hmm. She was known as The Motion on yes. uh, DeviantArt a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so you know who I'm I talking know who, about? I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um, so I think I can pronounce her name Shang Zingo. Yeah. I think that's her name. 
I think so that's terrible that I can't probably how you'd say probably. it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, she is just one of my all-time inspirations. She works light in a studio like no other photographer I've ever seen. Mm. I, I just think she creates the most beautiful artworks. And yeah, I think she's just always been an inspiration because she really is from that creative, arty mindset. And mm. I love that. And I love that she's only a few years older than me. Like she's just been that... I don't know, the epitome of like what I would aspire to be one day, I guess. That's amazing. It's so nice to have someone that you can look up to in that way and sort of, and see yourself and be like, okay, I, I want to do what you're doing. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, always. Oh, yeah. If I could be half of what she is one day. Oh, I don't doubt <laughs> <that'd be> it. <laughs> um, who is your favorite person to follow on Instagram? Doesn't have to be a photographer if you don't want it to be. Oh... I actually think one of my favorites is, of course, I've got to say Jessica Cabisi because mm-hmm. she's my friend and also she's pretty hilarious. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, she posts the odd story and then I'll just be like laughing in a bit of a fit. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think she's just funny, you know, like even if it's not photography that she's posting, you know, she's posting a funny caption or, or something like that. And it's just, yeah, I, I love following her. She always. is very funny. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite shoot you have ever done? And if so, why? I actually don't, I don't have a favorite shoot. I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and, and mm-hmm. say that because I think my favorite shoots continuously change. Yeah. Um, I have a really big issue of doing a photo shoot and then two weeks later, I don't like the photo shoot That's anymore. all of us. I'm I don't exactly know. the same. <laughs> I feel like everyone is the same and it's, it's really hard for me to pinpoint because like maybe two weeks ago I would have said something that I don't even like now and I probably would never put in my portfolio. It's so, um, I think as creatives, we just always are so ruthless about our own work. We're we're our own worst critics. And I think that's why I just cannot nail down one particular shoot. I I would say that the shoots that I did in Japan were very fun and that was kind of like a dream to, to shoot in Japan. So if there's anything of recent that I can say, they, they'd they be probably some of my favourites. Amazing. And do you have like a tool either online or on your computer or on your phone that you like use every day? It's amazing for your business. You would recommend it to everyone. I actually do. I, I use a Planoly for Instagram mm. and I, I found that out. I think a couple of years ago from a beauty blogger that I followed on, actually it might've been on YouTube. And ever since I got onto that, I've just really enjoyed organizing my Instagram feed. It was Mm -hmm. something that I used to dread doing. uh, And especially because there's so much pressure these days to, I think, have a bit of a theme going with your Instagram and have colorings and and toning. That's really interesting. Cause I, it's so hard. Yeah, I've just decided I'm going to abandon that completely. Yes, yes, do it. Yeah, I have because I feel like this should be a movement. Yes, but the funny thing is, right? I this I'm just, this is going to go on a complete tangent here, guys. Just so you yeah, all know. go for it. Um, I I wrote my caption about that on Instagram maybe like the day before yesterday. That was my yes. big thing. I was like, okay, because I've actually written a whole ebook about how to make your Instagram like look amazing, and a big part of that oh. is curating your feed. And I do love when I get onto an Instagram feed and it's like all one tone and it's yeah, all really organized it's beautiful, it's beautiful and it but it's it's also yes. I think a detriment to 
the work of a photographer um it is and for years I didn't post like an image I loved because it was too yellow or didn't quite fit with that day and and I think if you if you're on a mission to grow your following massively then Mm. curation is important however in the work that we do we're not really appealing to have masses and masses of people follow us I think that the goal should always be to get work with with brands and with clients and the way we do that is normally going straight to the brand um or to the ad agency or whoever we're speaking to so really I don't think following matters that much and I have made a decision to no longer curate my feed I'm just gonna post what feels good and go with it (laughs) You have said what has been on my mind for a very long time. Well, there we go. (laughs) Um, Word for word, it's, uh, I feel like in terms of having a theme with your feed, it can actually take away your versatility and showing what you can do as a photographer. And as much as I would love to have that theme going and make it look all pretty and one color, it's just, it's never been my work. I, mm. I love working with different colors and I, I like working with, you know, doing location and studio and beauty and, and I like doing lots of things and I just can't nail myself into one stream. I just can't. And yeah. I think another thing with that is it's just, yeah, it's really hard. Like you say, when you're, you're trying to approach brands and, and ad agencies and things like that, and if they're just seeing kind of like a, a one-trick pony yeah. in, in terms of what I'm trying to say here, um, yeah, it's really hard to show them versatility in that sense. Mm-hmm. I always tend to look at my Instagram feed as if I was putting my portfolio online. So yeah. the way that I design my Instagram feed, I look at as if I was literally putting my portfolio together on my website mm-hmm. and what photos do look good to each uh, next to each other. Yeah, that's a really good way to do it. And I think that's what as photographers, we should all be doing um, because yeah, you yeah. don't want to share work that isn't your best ever. Yes. Um, and you, so curating is important. <laughs> curating is important in that sense, but I don't yeah. think we necessarily need to be like, oh, because I spent years making sure everything was like really blue in tone because I that's my favorite color yeah. and, and I live by yeah. the sea and I love it. But um, I think that I've reached a point where I need to move away from that and for my career yes. to grow, it yeah. just it's just going to be easier to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think if the goal is to get followers, mm. that's, I guess, one of the ways that I think a lot of people find success in terms of creating their own brand and, and themselves maybe as an influencer. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of finding your own photography style, I think there's a lot of versatility that comes with that and, and it's not always possible to do that with a theme on Instagram unfortunately no No, I completely agree so what advice would you have for someone who's just starting out my advice would be to not think too far ahead into the future Mm. and maybe some people would disagree with this advice but I honestly feel like when I first started I just wanted to be at the end already. I wanted to be the best. I wanted Mm -hmm. to have my portfolio ready. I wanted to earn money and I just wanted to be there. And I was like 15 years old at the time. So it's just crazy because it took me such a long time since then to get to where I am now. And I feel like there's a lot of times that I didn't really enjoy with photography as much as I maybe should have, like enjoying the journey, I think is a really good way to 
help the process along and to keep your inspiration flowing because as soon as you become too harsh on yourself or you you start trying to be someone else in terms of photography or you're not sort of following your own passion it it really does take away in it and it shows in, in your work and it can make you kind of hate it in a sense so I think always coming back to your inspirations and just knowing that it will take time and understanding that I think is one of the best words of advice I guess I can give that's really really amazing thank you so much for sharing that um no worries where can everyone find you and stay up to date with your work so I have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. <laughs> which some may know uh but I am on YouTube currently doing a lot of uh, tutorials and uh mainly a, a lot of the videos at the moment are 52 week project videos where I'm going through and critiquing my own work mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of what I've got going on there at the moment. Although I do do, like a lot of Photoshop tutorials and that sort of thing as well. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and I'm very, very rarely active on Twitter. I would give my Twitter uh, handle, but I just, I never post on there. So, um, but my Instagram handle is Kaylee underscore June. So I do post regularly on there. Cool. And I will make sure there's links to that in the show notes and on my blog and everywhere. So everyone can find you really easily wonderful no worries thank you so much for talking to me today no worries thank you olivia for having me on it's been really fun oh good thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of it starts with a click if you enjoyed it please come and let me know over on instagram at olivia bossett that's my handle if you'd like to learn more about fashion photography in general, then head over to my website. It's www.oliviabossert.com. I blog weekly all about fashion photography, and I also have a huge free resource library, which is full of free downloads. Downloads include a pitching email course, which is a five-part free email course, um, all about pitching. There's an ebook, which is all about using Instagram and Pinterest to market your business. There's even an email template file of how to pitch yourself word for word. It's the email I use when I pitch myself to brands. So go and get that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen. And make sure that you don't miss future episodes because they're going to be amazing. I will see you next week. Bye.